Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today, and I don't think that you will be sorry you did. We got a whole lot to talk about coming up in the show is my good buddy. Nadra Enzi, call him Captain Black, down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. We're going to have uh, a discussion on uh, this thing that happened with um, last night. I don't know. Well, I'm, we'll talk about this Joe Biden thing. Uh, and I got to tell you something. Hey, folks, it has been a roller coaster ride. And uh, the ride <laughs> is just about over for the Democrats. I got to tell you that. You may not realize it, but their ride is just about over. Oh, have I told you? You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, and I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border, over the talk monster, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in uh, the nation and growing. Yeah, we are. And so is our show. Our show is really uh, beginning to take off and it's going to get even uh, bigger. I got myself a little doodad coming in probably over the weekend. Going to get uh, my girlfriend and uh, a, um, well, a friend of ours So well, to come and and get this party going as far as the backdrop for the new C.L. Bryant Show YouTube channel. And I wasn't sure if, uh, you know, folks would tune in. But, hey, I tell you what, the last thing that we did on Real Talk, uh, I got to tell you, it just took off like And hey, if you're not following us on uh, FreedomWorks Facebook page, our videos, we have become a a media company as well. I mean, we we are big time into the media aspect of it. I'm going to do my bit to help expand that throughout the Fruited Plains. Oh, we have all kinds of dates coming up. And if you want us in a place, a city near you, I would recommend that you contact FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and... um, schedule schedule us to come there or you can contact me uh, at uh, the cl bryant show uh, dot com cl bryant show dot com you can co- contact me there and that'll uh, be filtered through uh, michelle to me and uh, if you go there and soon we'll have a number that you can call and someone else will be um, uh, taking those and and listening to where you want us to come and booking it and all of that. The show is really beginning to take off, and we really appreciate all of you for making it as popular as it has become. I know that sometimes I'm not here, but you know I travel a lot. I haven't been traveling, pardon me, 
haven't been traveling um, uh, this week, although I hadn't been here um, a couple of days, I don't think. I had uh, another another uh, offspring, and that's what they are once, once they get to that point. Another offspring come into the world. Another Bryant offspring came into the world. And um, since I am here in uh, Florida, uh, southern South Florida, not quite below the frost line, but I'm in South Florida, Hutchinson Island. Love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I decided to drive up to Tampa where my grandson, I started early, uh, was uh, having his child, was there, he and his wife. He, he wasn't having anything. <laughs> uh, not you, Nick. Um, he and his wife, Adriana, beautiful Adriana, was having their child, and I had to be there. Even though, you know what? I still I saw the child on Ute on Facebook. I might as well have been here. But I got a chance to see my daughter and uh, my, my other granddaughter, uh, Brittany and Ever, Ever and Brittany, and um, great time. Today, though, friends, I had to share that with you, wanted to share that with you. Um but today we got to get down to some serious, serious business as far as the discussion of this race thing that's going on in this country because it's going to rip us apart. It is ripping us apart. And there's a salve for it, and what the salve has always been is the truth. Are you hearing me? I don't care who you are, what situation it is, what if you just uh, tell the truth about it. You know, just just come clean. And everybody has a clear picture of what's going on. I'm not saying people are going to like it. And they don't have to like it. But they do need to know the truth, okay? So let me tell you the truth about this Uncle Tom thing. All right? This Uncle Tom thing that's been going on. Let me tell you who the true Uncle Toms are in this country. You see, you see... There, there is a uh, double standard that these Dems play when it comes to us. You can be white and from anywhere, Georgia, anywhere, Alabama, anywhere, as long as you agree with them. As long as you agree with the Dems, you can be uh, buck tooth, toothless, barefoot, uh, lily white. Living wherever you want to live in West Virginia. You, they will never bother you. At least they won't bother you openly. As long as you agree with them. As long as you say you agree with them. They will never bother you openly. Uh, however, the same cousin who doesn't agree with them. Uh, then th- they become pariahs they become uh clansmen or you know whatever kind of boys you want to call them all right talking about the true uncle toms here all right don't 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 go anywhere don't go anywhere 
stay with me. I posted, and I don't know if, I don't actually, I think they may have shadowed this post. Any of you out there uh, who follow me on Twitter, let me know if this got out there, because I'm not really sure they shot shot this out, okay? Uh, Right before I came on, not long before I came on, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Rev C L Bryant, at Rev C L Bryant. That's why I'll be glad when I get on, I get the YouTube thing going, because, you know, I just get the, uh, everything fired up, and there we go, and I'll get some feedback. I'll have people uh, give me feedback on what's going on and have people in studio with me to talk about these things. Shot out a pic of um, Van Jones and, um, oh, the CNN anchor, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. Shot out a, a pic of them. And I said, this is what I, this was, this was, this is what I you know, had something to say. That's what I wanted to say. I said uh, the true story of Uncle Tom, the rest of that story. And now if you follow me on uh, Instagram, then you may have seen it. I guess you have. I don't know. The rest of that story. Because uh, the rest of that story is the Uncle Tom that the Democrats talk about is them. <laughs> it, it's, it's them. Because they paint Uncle Tom as somebody who would sell out to the man in order to keep from being uh, beaten himself. That's not the that's not the story of Uncle Tom at all. That's them. That's the story of them. That's that's who they that's who they are. That's them. I'm going to tell you something. Van Jones, Al Sharpton, uh, uh, Don Lemon, all of them. I don't care who you are and you can be as black as they think you are and black as they want you to be and as black as they preach you to be. They will Push your behind, your black behind, you better hear me, under the bus to save their jobs. Oh, my. Have you ever heard Al Sharpton say anything negative about any of Democrat leadership? Have you ever heard Don Lemon say anything? anything negative about Democrat leadership. Van Jones? No. In fact, they beat Van Van so bad when he gave his opinion, I can't remember what it was, but it seemed a little bit conservative to, to the folks who was listening, evidently, because they beat him about the head and neck. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yes, they did. For saying it. And guess what? He's been a good Toby. He's been good ever since. Uncle Tom that the Democrats talk about is them. But here's the true story. And we're going to talk a little. We're going to go into detail about this later on the show. So don't you go anywhere. This is going to be hopefully something that gives you conversation when the conversation comes up in the future. And you know it will. 
is going to happen. And I can't wait to, to uh, get on the uh, YouTube channel and just blow this thing up. Next time I'm on with my buddy Sean. In fact, I'm going to be on uh, Hannity's show, the, the TV show, sometime. Uh, not this week. Not this week. Can't do it this week. It'll be, um, I think it's Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Going to be exploring this topic. Yeah. But here's the true story. You heard it here first. Actually, you heard it in my movie, Runaway Slave. Twelve years ago, when I was being called, I, oh, yeah, I've, I've had my turn on the rotisserie. Oh, I got roasted. When I made Runaway Slave, black folks lost their mind, especially the ones we're talking about. Don Lemon had me on his show expl- specifically to excoriate me, but uh, he couldn't take what he was trying to give hadn't had me back. <laughs> None of those CNN, uh, MSNBC guys have me back off. And I've been on there many times, but John Lemon has never had me back on his show. Never. You can Google it. Don Lemon, CL Bryant. Yeah. We, 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 we got into it after that as well. Another story. Here's the real story about uncle Tom. You see, Don would definitely throw me under the bus, right? Oh, there's no question about it. But guess what? I'd come to Don's civil defense every time. Because if you don't, eventually there's nobody to come come to help you, even though Don may never help me do anything. Don't need it. But if, 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 if it ever comes your turn to take the roast again, He's not going to show up because his handlers, his masters, the CNN keepers, and they're probably white, but he wants to pretend that he's not the Uncle Tom that they think about, that they talk about. The Uncle Tom that they talk about is them. Let me tell you the truth about Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was beaten to death. Read the book. Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom. Read the book. Uncle Tom was beaten to death. Why? For not uh, doing his chores? No. Uh, For disobeying the master? Yeah. The master had told him to beat another slave. And Tom would not do it. In turn, he gets beaten to death himself. That's the true story of Uncle Tom. He actually, even though you have these uh, crazies talking about, Nancy Pelosi talking about how George Floyd sacrificed his life for justice. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> nay, nay. George Floyd put himself in a situation where he had a run in with someone who's just as nutty as he was. And he got the worst end of it. And it wasn't because the guy was 
uh, a cop because, hey, friends, eventually George was going to wind up dead in the street or somewhere anyway. But then again, on the other hand, guys like George can live forever. And I do agree that the cop did kill him. But George put himself in a situation to be killed. But the Uncle Toms, to keep their jobs, if, 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 if they, they had to actually tell the truth like that, they wouldn't do it. They don't do it. They won't do it. There is no other side to the story. There is, when you're black and conservative, though, being called an Uncle Tom, when you know that you would take the beating yourself to keep them from being beaten. You go out and you actually tell them. You tell people who are actually in captivity. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I was, I was saying, I texted to, to her and I said that, um, you know, it just amazed me. I was in my Publix, uh, you know, uh, here on, um, in, well, it's not on the island, but on, on, in Jensen. And it was, I was amazed at how many people, you know, were just walking around outside and inside in mask. It, it, it showed me how we have, how easily we are programmed. And once you get that program inside of you, I hope you know something, all of you folks who want to throw around the word Uncle Tom. You have been instrumental in enslaving a society by being useful idiots and pawns. That's what you've been. Oh, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. That's what you have been. You have been useful idiots. You have been pawns. And you're calling me, you're calling Tim Scott, who, by the way, we're going to talk about Tim a little bit later on. And uh, Michelle, Tim's got to come on the show. My goodness, we had it cornered too, girl. We had it cornered. Never had him on. We've never had him on, but he's going to be coming on him. I can assure you of that. They call me, they call Tim, Uncle Tom's. Why would they do that when we're trying to set the captives free? Huh? Tim even uh, recited uh, lyrics from Carrie Job's Blessing in his closing remarks last night. Did you, I hope, well, most of you, most of you have never, most of, I hope you've heard, listen, if you have not heard Carrie Job's The Blessing, you need to hear it. Because Tim Scott obviously listens to it all the time. He quoted it last night. He quoted v- verbatim the lyrics, part of partial, partial lyrics to The Blessing. Carrie Joe's blessing. Download it. Listen to it. It will bless you. It will bless your family. And that's what it's intended to be, to do. But they want to call me and him, uh, you know, Uncle Tom's, right? When they are the ones who have sold you out to masked slavery. Black folks, you are the worst about it. You uh, you wear that mask as though it's a badge of honor. 
I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And we're going to talk more about it. Going to have Captain Black Nadra Enzi on with me when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show right here over the talk monster. Red State Talk, coast to coast, border to border, and replay on some stations throughout. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA throughout the fruited plains of uh, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, The greatest success story the world has ever known. And it's people like you, patriots like you, who make it possible. I don't know if I've told you, I'm uh, headed on uh, out to tour with Nigel Farage. I'll be in Ohio. I'll be in Florida. i got to determine that date, though, in uh, Florida. And we're supposed to head out to Arizona to Flagstaff. Uh, I think it's Flagstaff that we're headed with Nigel on that tour, uh, FreedomWorks. We are touring the country uh, with Nigel Farage, uh, Take Back. Uh, America or America uh, breathing um, breathing life into America. I got to get straight. <laughs> I think it's Take Back America or Bringing America Back uh, tour with Nigel Farage. But I'm going to be on that one and uh, looking forward to coming to a city near you. I have on the line with me somebody who I really, really and truly respect, respect his work. I've told all kinds of folks about you. And uh, he is uh, an activist extraordinaire. He is a human rights activist and a conservative. Uh, uh, when you actually, when you hear that sometime, you're thinking about a tree hugger and, and all that kind of thing. But no, he, he's black like me and uh, he is a conservative like me. And it, hey, we fight this fight together. We, he fights like me. I want, I want you to help me welcome back to uh, the C.L. Bryan show. My good buddy, Captain Black, Nadra Enzi. How are you, brother? Well, I'm good. How you doing today? I'm doing really, really good. Nadra, listen, you know as well as I do that Tim Scott is the Democrats. It's it's the, the Uncle Tom that they are talking about. It's them. It's them. They're the ones. Nadra, talk to us about this this the dichotomy that you this this paradox that these folks are creating when it comes to race. Talk to us. What I love about the so-called alleged anti-racist is when somebody black disagrees with them, instead of just saying, okay, you disagree, and 
you go on with your day. No, now we start getting denigrating racist comments. Uncle Tim, which Twitter just banned, by the way. I'm glad to hear. Mm -hmm. You get Uncle Tim, you get the N-word being used. Now, of course, if a Republican did it, he or she would have to resign from public life. But it's okay when a woke white person or even a sleepwalking black person attacks Tim Scott and uses that word. That's why I say, yes, we still have racism in America, much of it from the left. Because if that were not the case, Tim Scott wouldn't have been trending and he wouldn't have been called the N-word. You better believe it. Let me then ask you, Nadra, you use the word uh, that is floating around our society right now, in our in our nation right now. Woke. What is uh, woke? Talk to me. Sure. As they define it, woke means that you realize that everything in the world is seen through a leftist lens. Now, we would define woke as meaning you are trying to sort of take everything and stick it in the trash compactor. <laughs> claim that there's, there was nothing good before this philosophy came along and that there were no achievements before this philosophy came along. It's, it's a lot of leftist egotism. You know, the, the other day, let, let me chime in on this then. The other day I had sure. on Dr. Uh, Kia Ellis on the show with me. And she said something, I think it was just profound. She says, if we buy into this woke thing, then we have to say that Dr. King, the Civil Rights Movement, Rosa Parks, Medgar Evers, all of them failed. And and now what they're trying to do is revitalize. Is that actually what they're saying when, when, they're, when, when they're talking about this? Talk to us, Nadra. I think if you extrapolate it, yeah, they're trying to say that everybody from Malcolm X and the Black Panthers on one end to, like you said, Dr. King and Medgar Evers on the other Somehow we're not black enough. Somehow we're not effective enough. And it, it's simply not true. I mean, it, it's one thing to say that we still have a ways to go, as the civil rights movement would always say. But it's another thing to get this egotistical delusion that only millennials white millennials and then blacks will say only what white millennials want them to say that this is the only group of people in America that have ever significantly addressed race in any way, shape, or form. Right. It's delusional, it's egotistical, and it's inaccurate. You know, you know, it's amazing sometimes when I see young blacks and whites uh, uh, on with Captain Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, uh, it's amazing, Nadja, when I see young blacks and white who are in this woke thing, and you realize that their lives have basically been that of privilege. You talk about uh, the success of your parents and, and the family that you came from. I came from a very similar uh, type of family, you know, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and making the best out of life and expecting your children to do the same as far as that's concerned. But when I see these kids uh, trying to reenact our parents' lives and, and my grandparents' lives, Nadra, I, you, have, you can't help but say this kid doesn't know anything about anything when it comes to being abused racially in this country. They don't. What makes them want to pursue that, Captain? 
I think that, well, one, like I told you, I can't accept that you're telling me the best that young millennial urban men can come up with a sticking a gun in somebody's face as a response to real or imagined injustice in their lives. And it's quite clear that you propagandize young people to the point that the socialist fantasy of being able to bring down the white middle class, we're almost there. You know, we, we don't have policing like we used to have policing. We don't have prosecution like we used to have prosecution. We don't have, depending on your opinion, court verdicts like we used to. You know, we are looking at a new regime where whatever the complainers say goes without any facts necessary. You know, Nadra, let me ask you this. You just you just brought up a very interesting point because, you know, the other day they they, they tossed, uh, as my cop friends say, they went and tossed Rudy Giuliani's house, uh, raided his house. Six o'clock in the morning, man. Boom, boom, boom. He was there. Open the door. Who is it? Uh, FBI. What you going to do? Yeah, you going to open the door. You going to open the door. Or they coming in anyway. And so open the door. Nadra, my my question, you okay? You know that the target then has to be on you and me, and anyone who who thinks like you and me, whether they're black or white, it has to be on you and me. How far do we let them push us before we actually begin to see revolution break out in this country, man? Because I am telling you, I know Americans who this thing is getting on their last nerve. You know, I travel a lot. You know, I go in and out of all kind of circles. This thing is beginning to just weigh on the last nerve. How far are we going to be pushed, Nadrienzi? I'm going to be honest with you. We have really reached almost that tipping point. And, you know, you're from Louisiana. I'm here in New Orleans. Constitutional carry has successfully passed the legislature, and our Democratic governor says he's going to veto it. Rudy Giuliani... And Roger Stone, some feel, are the targets of politically motivated payback because of their support of the 45th president. Wow. And that's exactly what the deal is. In a Nixon's enemies list is going on. There was a question that was asked. Why is it okay to ban then Uncle T- Uncle Tom, Uncle Tim? How, why ban that? I mean, do they have? I mean, if you put it up, if you put it out there, isn't free speech still just free speech? Let's talk. How come we're into this banning thing, man? I may not agree with what you say, but Nadra, I am dedicated to defending with my life, if necessary, your right to say it in this country. They claim they want free speech. They claim they want free thought, but they really don't. They don't want competition. They don't want opposition. They want not a double standard, but a single standard. And they finally had to ban the Uncle Tim thing because when you deplatform other people who have not even said or tightened anything one tenth as heinous, then you have to deplatform or you just then you have to ban that particular state. They're getting caught up. And it becomes... And every, and every blue moon, they actually have to do the right thing to justify all the wrong things they've done. And, and it becomes a vicious uh, cycle that eats away 
at our society. Like you just said, well, hey, they now feel like it's like making a bad call in basketball. The referee makes uh-huh. a bad call in basketball. And so at the other end, he going to make another bad call on somebody to get it, to try to even up the score. This is what's seemingly going on here, man, is that everybody trying to even the score for stuff. You can't if you messed up down on the other end of the floor, there's no sense in trying to mess it up on the other up, up on the other end. That's what we're doing. We're chasing our tails, Nadra. We're, how do we so, to be honest with you? In the case of Senator Scott, if you have a likable, very likable candidate for some field, higher office or now, you know, let history decide if that's the case or not. So of course they've got to demonize it. I mean the point is they have had a banner year. They got both sides of the house. They got the White House. They control big tech. And now here comes this happy warrior who rebuts their president. And he's getting all this good press. So, of course, they've got to try to tear him down because the only thing they're concerned about is power. It's not about helping black people. It's not about righting the wrongs of history. It's about power. It is about power. It is about... Nadra, tell everybody, uh, before we go on with our conversation, how to get in touch with you and how to engage you. And folks, let me tell you something. You should get in touch with Nadra and get him to a place near you. In fact, I would love to have you out on the trail with me. Uh, opening, opening an act. One of my opening acts for me, and <laughs> for me, Nadra. And uh, I think people need to be exposed to what you're talking about, man. I've told a lot of folks about you, and I think it's time for me to be more proactive where it comes to you. Well, thank you very much. You can find me on at Cat Black USA. That's C A T B L A C K U S A on Twitter or American Cougar on Instagram. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, hey, Nadra, let me ask you this then. Okay, Joe Biden gave his speech last night. And of course, the the clowns over at CNN and MSNBC, the usual suspects, all of them. Clown News Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clown, (laughs) Clown News Network. All of them were just giving him glowing reviews and all that kind of thing, right? Give me Nadra, Captain Black's uh, injury, Enzi's um, take on Joe Biden and what you saw. Although I know you work at night. You may, t- tell us about what you, what you have recapped from this show. I mean, from the, the speech. Thankfully, the bipartisanship of which he speaks is the same single standard. He's going to try to push through another trillion-dollar package by executive order if necessary that energy independence is no longer the case. And the great takeaway from last night, no amendment is absolute. Wow. Some interpret as the Second Amendment. Others interpret as the First Amendment. I contend all of the amendments are in danger. Because this is what he's putting on the table. He wants to expand the Supreme Court and not in a bipartisan fashion. He wants to redo the Federal Election Commission from a bipartisan to a one-party political entity. So, again, he's telling you that here's the single standard, and whether I'm around to even see it or not, this is what's going to happen. This is the direction the Democratic Party has decided on. They're going to dictate, here's what you do, and if you don't accept it, 
you will be punished. That was to me that was a takeaway from the speech last night. You know, Captain, I, I got a I got a cold chill when I was looking past him at Nancy Pelosi <laughs> and Kamala Harris, knowing that we were looking at one, two, and three in line for the presidency. They, those, uh, Kamala one heartbeat away and uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi two heartbeats away from the presidency of the United States. If you are, if you love this country and you saw that last night, it was, a friend of mine, we we were talking and I said, this is horrific. This is horrifying what you're seeing taking place. Give me your take on uh, your vice president, on on the the so-called vice president of the United States. Because if he's easily illegitimate, and, and in my opinion he is, everybody knows how I feel about it, then she has to be too. Uh, give me your your take on on uh, on uh, what's happening with Kamala. She hadn't been down to the border. Uh, everything that she has said is contingent upon something else. I don't know. What are they doing? Talk to us. Uh, outside of Kabuki Theater, it's clear that Vice President Harris for all intents and purposes, is the president of the United States. She's, you know, she's playing it low-key, but you notice that he has had her front and center with uh, different international delegations. And she's just waiting her turn. I mean, they're playing out this script where he pretends like he's president, and I don't know if he decides to retire or they invoke the 25th Amendment. You know, I don't know what the... The game, the end game is, but we do know that she's just playing, you know, biding her time until she gets to be president. I'm assuming she's going to assume the presidency <laughs> and run for re-election. That, I mean, that's my favorite because you have, unfortunately, a president right now who can barely function as nasty as he was at Clarence Thomas in 1991. At least he was in full possession of his faculties, unlike now. Yeah, this is true. This is true, folks. I don't care. I don't care how partisan you are, how Democrat you are. Joe Biden is just not all there. In fact, uh, it, it would have been it would have been hard for my 94 year old grandfather to trip up the stairs once, let alone trip up the stairs three times and fall down. <laughs> he was he was agile almost up until a month before he passed away. He was so agile. But anyway, Nadra, let me ask you, let me close with this. Uh you do a lot of work. You've talked about uh legacy here before. Tell share with us. Uh you have about um, about no, I'll tell you what, Nadra, hang with me. Can you stay with me through the break? Sure. Stay with me yeah. through the break. Uh, I I want to dis- I want to discuss something uh with you as well before I uh, want you to talk about legacy uh, with me. I'm on with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black, down there in New Orleans, Louisiana. He's going to come back with me on the other side of the break, and I want to give him the time to um, uh, say what, uh, to answer the question that I need to ask him as far as concerned. I want to talk about a little bit about Louisiana and uh, this uh, hysteria that was going on throughout the country. I want to see how it's going down there in Louisiana, my home uh, state. And uh, I'm here in Florida. All of you know I've made it over here to Florida. We've kicked it off over here in Florida. And uh, we're about to launch our YouTube channel. All of that's about to happen. Uh, Go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook page and be sure to scroll over to our videos and see all of the media stuff that we are doing at FreedomWorks. And just so, so 
glad to see how we're expanding our reach uh, even further uh, throughout the Fruited Plains. Become a part of a movement to build, educate, mobilize the largest grassroots effort in uh, the nation. FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, this is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be back with Captain Black, Nadra Enzi. When I return, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you coast to coast, border to border, over the largest talk platform in uh, the nation that is red state talk if you're traveling through times square look up above iconic ripley's believe it or not there in times square right across the street from bb kings oh yeah and up above there is housed the red state talk billboard the talk monster billboard and uh, every hour the cl bryant show pops up there and old cl's looking right back at you in Times Square. Thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has become. And it's because of guests like I have here. Uh, Captain Black, Nadrenzi, sometimes my friend Sean Hannity comes up. Michelle, you know, Sean wants to come on. We just never schedule it. Uh, so let's get let's get with Linda and get get Sean on the show because I need to I need to roast him the way he roasts me uh, these days when uh, he has me on his show. But I'm so glad uh, to be friends with him. We've been friends a long time now going on 12, nearly 12 years uh, now. And so we got guests like Nadra, Sean, Judge Janine, uh, people like that. And then just uh, folks who always want to advance the state of America. We have them on this show. And so thank you for making it as popular as it has become. Nadra, you were going to, you have told everybody how to get in touch with you, but I was wanting to ask you about home uh, here, my home in Louisiana. I have seen among black folks in particular, a certain hysteria that seems to transcend. They almost wear the mask, it seems, and I don't really get looked at funny uh, by uh, Caucasians. I get looked at real funny, though, by black folks when I don't have on a mask, and they are all masked up. What? Why are we so susceptible to hysteria like that? Captain Black, talk to us. One of the 
myriad downsides of being colonized by political ideology is you sort of absorb it as, and not being sacrilegious, but as gospel, you would say. Yeah, yeah, so I hear you, I hear you. When the powers of be, because case in point, in New Orleans, we still have a mass mandate, even though the state has lifted the mass mandate for most public spaces, but have left up to each parish and each city government whether or not to maintain them. So for a lot of our folks, we feel like if someone isn't wearing a mask, even though your mask protects you, in theory, from whatever they may fail, that this person is going against whatever has been handed down oftentimes by um, by democratic officials, if we're talking about a place like here. And even if we're not talking about a democratic place, people, a lot of our folks just feel like if it's coming from the government, it needs to be obeyed implicitly. Except, I guess, if there's a traffic stop with a police officer. I'm not trying to make light, but it's just it's kind of looking at the paradoxes. But, yeah, wearing a mask, people, you know, some black folks might tap you on the street almost because they feel like you're just doing something that is going to mortally endanger them. And it's because of liberal colonization. You want to wear a mask? Wear one. You don't want to wear a mask? Don't wear one. But we don't need to attack each other. It's still pretty much, except for where it's explicitly mandated, an individual choice. If I have on my mask and CL, you don't. Is something supposed to fly out of your nostrils and rip the mask off of my face and go up my nostrils? I mean, what's the logic here? Wow. And, you know, they make it seem that way. They make it seem as though uh, that that's that's what's, what you have just described. That's what's going to happen if you pass somebody on the outside in the sunshine. They have actually said to some of these summer camps, and this is the stupidest thing I'd heard in a long time, that the kids have to wear masks at summer camp even when they're playing outside. But, of course, that was pretty much shot down almost immediately. But this is how hysterical this has gotten. And, and it is just, it's just amazing how we can be led by fear. Does the fear continue? Is that, what, is that what Joe Biden does when he talks about Jim Crow? Is that the fear that he's wanting to instill? Absolutely. I mean, look, liberals had nothing to rebut Donald Trump with except to say we're going to make everything that he represents verboten. To quote Newt Gingrich when he tried to raise certain issues once on Fox News. So we live in an environment now where that which goes against a liberal narrative in large measure can simply be removed from existence. Wow. And we've got to keep pushing back because we have a right to have our views put on the table, particularly when we're talking about things as important as public policy, public health public safety, homeland security, national security. There can't be a single standard where only one side has the only narrative and the only decision made. We, we see where that's headed. You know, I, I don't want anybody to attack you on the street because you're not wearing a mask. And conversely, I wouldn't want a mask wear attacked by people who aren't wearing masks. We've got to get to the point where we accept that people make different decisions. Instead of this kind of this imperialist mindset where where if you don't do what I want you to do, I don't have the right to silence you, but to sanction you and to even in some cases attack you. 
as we saw from the past four years of people wore red hats with one little statement on the front of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay to beat them up in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right to almost burn down a federal courthouse in Portland for months on end. Wow. You know, that's not the world that a lot of us, including some liberals with sense, want to live in. But clearly we're going to have to fight to reinstate those things we once thought were givens, that we all had a right to our opinion, that we have the freedom of motion, that we could make informed decisions about our health. Wow. You know, Nadra, you know, know, Nadra, you, you, you said something there that... I really don't want to be lost on uh, with the people. You said something that we have been able to make our own decisions for ourselves, whether or not somebody else agreed with it or not. Our health care, all, all, all of that that you have decided that you have named has decidedly been altered. Uh, even our health care is, is basically out of our hands. It, it, it's been altered. Our our speech, the way we talk, it, it, it's uh-huh. all being altered. How is it that you and I are talking about it? Yes, we're talking about it. We, we are exposing it. But yet, Captain Black, it is still happening. It's still going on. It hasn't stopped. In fact, it's progressed in ways well, that I, we never thought. What's happening here, man? Unfortunately, people like us are not controlling the tech and many, not all, but many of the seats of power at all levels of government. And some hope that the midterms and others hope that the 2024 presidential election will change that. But if we do not push back, then we will be placed in a position like the Krulots in old Soviet Russia where you just get demonized and you get dictated to, or the Uyghur in communist China, whose only crime is that they happen not to be communists and happen not to be of the majority ethnicity in China. These are some examples. And, of course, we can come closer to home. You know, it's okay to call a black senator uncle something and the N-word, but conversely, if you were to go across the aisle and call somebody that, and I would do, and I would oppose it just as vehemently. Yes, indeed. It would be wrong. Yes, indeed. Oh, my goodness. You can't have a single standard in the constitutional republic. Oh, my the goodness. The standard is freedom for all citizens, natural-born and naturalized. If, if it's not freedom, then... Here's what we have, a situation where government plays favorites, and when government plays favorites, everybody loses. Nadra, I'm up against the clock. I've got uh, two and a half minutes is what I have left, but I I want you to tell us all, I think you've shared this with us before, but share with us one more time uh, if you have legacy. Um, What does Nadra Enzi, what does Captain Black want us to remember once, oh, 60 years from now when when you're rocking on the porch looking off into the sunset with with whomever that might be holding your hand. Let me ask you this. What what do you want us to say about you? What do you want to be said? That I didn't bow down, that I stood up, that I fought, that I shared, and that I was. That's it. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, man, you definitely was there, no doubt about it, because we lived in the time of Cabin Black and CL. <laughs> hey, listen, man, God, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you, uh, uh, my friend. And, uh, hey, hold it down there in, in New Orleans. Uh, uh, coming well, you, and you enjoy yourself in the great free and sunshiny state of florida i'm gonna do my absolute best and uh hey listen you got to come visit brother hey i'll talk to you soon that's captain black nadra enzi was with me there and let me tell you something folks uh, always glad to have my good friend on with me offers insight common a sense insight. He has. He is one of the most common sense people that you will ever ever meet, and he's able to articulate it in a way that you get it. I mean, because it's com- he just says what's his common sense, uh, and and it makes sense. Listen, you 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 better understand something. All of the definitions, as Nadja was saying, all these definitions that we have come to know. Uh, they are changing all of them, all of the definitions that we have come to know. They are changing. I'm talking about uh, as far as our uh, personal uh, ability to govern ourselves. They are changing. Now, I'm going to come back on the other side of the break. And hey, we had a whole lot to talk about. I'm, I, oh, don't, don't you dare think that I am finished with this Uncle Tom thing. Oh, no. Uh, when I made my movie, uh, well, the, the, sec- the second movie, actually, uh, Runaway Slave, first film was on the other side, made in Dallas many years ago, back 30 years ago now. Um, when I made my film back in 2012, when we made the film back in 2012, Freedom Works, myself, ground floor uh, videos and productions there in Woodstock, Luke Livingston, uh, Pritchett Cotton. Oh, man, we had a fantastic time traveling the world to make that film, actually. Um, When we made that movie, yeah, Uncle Tom was the label. That's how I got roasted. I mean, they roasted me really bad. Uh, I got the award for 2012, but I'm telling you, uh, I may have held it for a while, but there's been others that come along. Alan West definitely got it. Herman Cain got it, got the Uncle Tom Award. So, Tim, uh, even though you have been roasted before, but I think you actually got the award. You 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 got the award from the liberals last night. Yeah. And, and, and so what am I saying? I'm saying I'm not finished with telling you who the true ones are because you need to know. Oh, just like the N word can be white and black. Oh, yeah. Uncle Tom can be, too. I'm going to talk to you about that when I return with more of the C.L. Bryan show after the top of the hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryan show, you may get it in replay some places around the country that's not on Red State. But uh, if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryan show app. I'll be back with you after the top of the hour.
Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. My home, sweet home, is my land, your land, uh, from California to the New York Islands. Yeah. This land, even though that's pretty much a... so. Actually, it's the, the national anthem of American socialists. But uh, it, 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 it's, it's a good it, it's a good message in that song. I, I don't care what anybody says. Okay, that's my opinion. I mean, by the way, I mean, what's it goes to show you how much things have changed. That's how innocent. Uh, the movement seemed at the time. Now that same movement is, is has gotten grown teeth. It's in your face, and it's not subtle like it was in the uh, Arlo Guthrie, you know, days. Woody, 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 and Arlo Guthrie days. You know, it's, it's just not that way anymore. Hobos were the hobos and people who rode on trains. <laughs> they were uh, they were actu- actually kind of iconic because they were truly what people called free now they're just homeless bums no they these guys would travel from at least that's that's the uh what do you call it the romantic view that you have of people like that and it's a strange thing. Uh, my uncle Bo, uh, he's gone. God rest his soul. He would say that, uh, and he would know because he rode motor. He rode motorcycles. I got the, my love for motorcycles probably uh, from him and my dad. My dad didn't do it much, but he loved them just the same. But uh, he would ride his bike all over the place. All over the country. He was in all branches of service. He's been uh, Army, Navy, Marines, Merchant Marines. Uh, he, he was he was in all branches of service. Bo Bryant, uh, James Bryant. And um, he said that, you know, you can always pull into a hobo camp and get some soup or whatever if you uh, were, you know, hungry. And there was a long stretch between there and there. And you get some of the great stories of from the road, you know, that kind of thing. And I kind of have that kind of gypsy thing in me, too, because, you know, I have hitchhiked from Louisiana all the way up to New Hampshire and beyond, actually. And um, when, I was, when I was a kid, I was a teenager, I did that. And so what I'm saying is 
there are so many things in this nation, in this country that at one time was a symbol of, of American independence. Now you have America paying people to stay home and not work. In essence, creating a hobo. Oh, you better hear me. They're creating a hobo type of mentality in a great majority of uh, the American mindset and a great portion of the American mindset. Yeah. Uh, there are people who could go back to their jobs, but they're not going because you have now created a situation where the liberals are going to produce more Uncle Toms. Oh, you didn't think I'd forgotten about you. I have not. We're going to talk about this thing. You see, you see, as I said in the opening of the show, what they accuse Tim Scott of being, Alan West of being, Herman Cain of being, C.L. Bryant of being. Yeah, I got on. I, I was on the, the roaster, too. When I made my film, I got roasted, branded Uncle Tom. And, and uh, it, well, someone I truly love. Thank I thank him so much. Um, we'll be eternally grateful for uh, uh, Dr. Thomas Soul, a mentor to us all, certainly mine. He said this uh, to his sister. He's, he tells a story about, I think, I, think it's, I think it's his sister. It has to be his sister or brother uh, that he tells a story on. He says, uh, I'm going to love my nieces and nephews, but they had better never call me Uncle Tom. <laughs> and so, my friends, what the Democrats accuse us of being, they are. They are the ones who have sold out at every turn. The people they want you to believe they are protecting. What they are actually doing is keeping them in line for their liberal masters. The true story of Uncle Tom is this one. He was beaten to death. Read the book. Harry Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom. What's old is new. Oh, isn't that amazing? But he was beaten to death because he refused to beat another slave. So he himself had to suffer, actually kill him. That's the true story. It's the story, actually, of a man. It's a, it's a very complex. It's a complex story. I love complex uh, stories. I like complex people. You know, 
I love complicated and complex people. I'm uh, even attracted to that. Okay? And it's a complex story. But when you come down to it, you find out that there was a method to Uncle Tom's seemingly madness. His method was actually to protect them. Whereas there were others who would want to keep them right where they were and would snitch on them. That's what they, that's what they, they went and they always tell the, listen, the Al Sharptons, the Don Lemons, the, 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 the Van Jones, they always run and tell their liberal masters who's making waves over here on the right side, especially if they happen to be black. They go and snitch on you. Oh, the, 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 the liberal elites, the, 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 the Caucasian liberal elites, they don't care what I'm doing. But they care if their Uncle Toms care what I'm doing because they really don't want to hear from them unless they're telling them something that they need to hear in order to keep down an uprising. Are you hearing me? Al Sharpton and them are the orchestrators of the burning in the streets. And this this has turned on them. This is going to turn on them. In fact, it's going to snatch them right out of power. And I, I don't understand how this ever happened to begin with. How could you possibly believe that, that Joe Biden, who's campaigning from a basement and across a baseball field or a football field with four cars out in the field honking their horns, how could you possibly think? And, of course, the race was stolen. But how could anyone who cast a vote for him, how could you possibly think that this man was in his right mind? You you could not possibly have believed that. And if you in this country, especially particularly if you're black in this country, I want to tell you something. They have your mind so stretched, so twisted. You actually believe that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. You tell me who has been affected by this Uncle Tom mentality. You ought to, you ought to be uh, insulted, especially if you voted for Obama out of uh, skin tone reasons because he was black. Because you voted for him, because of you, you have such pride in your blackness. You you voted for him because of that. Then you ought to be absolutely insulted because your liberal handlers are telling you, they're telling you that you better believe and you better not say anything different. They want you to believe that Joe Biden actually got more votes than the black messiah. Barack mm, 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 Hussein Obama. They, they expect you, and guess what you're doing? Uh, you see, you, you, you want to assign that Uncle Tom label over here to me and, and, and my uh, uh, fellows. But what you're assigning to us actually describes you. 
It's you who have gone along to get along to keep your position. I have never been afraid to lose my position. How much have I lost uh, behind this cause? I lost a church that I loved. I told my wife, Jane, I I told Jane at the time, uh, we went to a business meeting, folks. And they were, listen, I had to call a business meeting because after I made the film, they didn't mind so much that I was a part of Tea Party. Really, they really they really was letting me my deacons and my church. They wouldn't give me any flack about that too much, even though I was traveling more than they really wanted me to. Uh, they wouldn't give me too much flack about that too much. But once I made Runaway Slave, they lost their minds, especially they, they didn't like the title, you know, in all of that. And I mean, they really start making it tough for me. I want you. I want you to hear me because uh, we're going to talk about how the real Uncle Tom works here. And 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 so my deacons. I usually call deacon, business meetings with deacons. My deacons called uh, a business meeting with me, and they told me, uh, Pastor, you, you we you, we don't like this thing that you're doing uh with with these white people uh you know and yada 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 and oh my goodness it was uh the baptist church builders southern baptist church builders who came and helped us build our church wasn't a black face among them now of course my church is integrated of course but uh well wherever jane and i showed up the place was automatically <laughs> integrated okay but no we had uh, many white members uh latinos uh mexicans who were a part of our assembly a part of our church but they uh they didn't like it and so they actively began to push back i've been with them for nine years i'd buried my my dead i'd married my young people uh i visited my sick prayed for uh, the recovery of those who were down and and uh, baptized my converts i was their pastor i loved them got their kids out of jail (laughs) yeah i was their pastor psychologist lawyer sometimes you know and 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 friends, I got to tell you something. They did not know Barack Hussein Obama. I know they didn't know him. None of them had met him. They'd met me. They knew me. <laughs> they knew that if they all they do is pick up the phone in the middle of the night and call pastor. If they pick up the phone three o'clock in the morning and I hear their voice, pastor. I need you at that hospital or whoever's in jail. You would have been beat up or whatever. They knew me. They knew that I was going to be there, right? Sure, they didn't know Brock at all. And he certainly wasn't going to come look for him or do anything you know, for them. They turned on me for him because of the power of an attachment to a uh, uh, ideal of skin color. Uh, he's black, and I, I I had to be the villain, their pastor. I had to be the villain because I wasn't going along with voting for the so-called uh, black first black president, and knowing that he was nothing like any of us 
who, uh, you know, wear that moniker in America. He's nothing like any of us. He had to come to Chicago to learn and live on the South. He had to come to Jeremiah Wright's church to know how to be black. He knew nothing about that. Okay? He had no street creds whatsoever. I got all of mine. Listen, Al Sharpton has his. Jesse, Jesse Jackson, he's got street creds. But they were not uh, the ones that your liberal masters chose for you. No, you, you, you better not. No, you, Herman. No, you can't go with Herman Cain. No, you can't go with Jesse Jackson. No, no, no. He upsets us too bad as as even liberals. Uh, uh, no, Al Sharpton, too black for our taste. Along comes a Barack Hussein Obama. Mm, mm, mm. Even the current president uh, that they call, even the person they call the current president of the United States, who I will never refer to as president of the United States, but the one they're calling the president of the United States right now, who gave that befuddled, feckless, pointless speech last night, that guy. Uh, even he said this about Barack Obama. Wow, he's he's he, he he's a dream come true. You know, he's he's clean. He's well. He's articulate. You know, he's black. You know, as though no no others are. Mm, mm, mm. Barack Hussein Obama. He's okay for all of you black folks to vote for, but not Al Sharpton, not Jesse Jackson. You sure better not vote for CL. Yeah, not Herman Cain, no. Alan Keyes, Alan West, no. We got to vilify them. And even though their skin may be black, we don't accept them. So you cannot vote for any of them. And, and what now? This is the difference between the Al Sharpton, who is the true Uncle Tom's, and the Jesse Jacksons, and all of the Maxine Waters, the, the Talibs. Uh, AOC, although AOC is basically a slave master. Oh, she has chains on that party. You better believe me. You better listen to me. You better wake up and ask somebody. Oh, she has chains on the party. And she has made Jim Clyburn. She is making, you can believe this or not, she is making even the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, one of her pawns and Nancy is showing signs even though she's still got a lot of vinegar and fight in her of weakening she's showing signs of weakening the woman's what 82 she's 82 years old now or is yeah she's eight, I think she's 82 years old now looks fantastic no doubt but she's weakening and so um, we'll talk a little bit more about the real Uncle Tom, the true story, when I return. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Yeah, the greatest nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, greatest success story the world has ever known. That, my friends, is America, and she's something to see. I got to tell you that. Uh, I've seen her um, from sea to shining sea, coast to coast, border to border. Um, by rail, train, aeroplane, uh, hitchhiking, thumbing. I've, I've done all of that. And I'm on the back of a motorcycle. I've seen a lot of her on the back of a motorcycle. Um, but don't ride much anymore since um, almost killed my dang fool self <laughs> Many, young years ago. But um, I'm okay now. I just stay off the back of the motorcycles. I do everything. I ride them pretty fast but uh, back then, but uh, I slowed that down. Big time. Hey, I was telling you. I was telling you. You can believe it or not. You take it for what it's worth. AOC and and Nadrenzi shared this with us. I asked him this question and he said he and he replied to me in his common sense way. He said to me when I asked this question. Why is it that you and I talk about this all the time? We talk about it every day. We fight it. We push back against it. And that's what we do. I, I tweet that all the time. Stand up, push back against this. And you got to do it too, folks. You got to. But how is it that we re- ring the bell? Hannity rings the bell every day. I'm on radio every day, whether I'm here live or not, which I'm here with you absolutely live today. Hannity rings the bell. Rush rang the bell for years, years and years and years. But yet we saw the progression from there to where we are right now. So the question has to be, why is it that we we don't seem to be able to to stop this, uh, you know, the way we're thinking we, we could or should? And you know what he said? He said it's simply because we're not in control. And the thing is, we don't really know who is. It's not Joe Biden, although we do hear who's in control's voice coming or words coming out of his mouth. What's Joe Biden's voice? But we hear their words coming out of his mouth. All of that last night was just words that were read. Joe Biden did not believe. He, he can't. He, he sold his soul. To be president of the United States because, you know, he didn't want to die having been there for so long, having been vice president. But never, never achieving his dream of being president of the United States. Every time he's run for president of the United States, he's been rebuffed in one percent. 
is all he ever got until now when they stole it for him. And so AOC and people like that are making him Nancy Pelosi. This has nothing to do with skin color. I want you to understand this. Uncle Toms are simply those who are useful idiots and pawns to those who use them. Yeah, use them to keep the masses who listen to them dancing to their tune. Guys like me, Hannity, folks like us, we have to be targets for them. Otherwise, we are a threat to their empire, their kingdom, their plantation. We have the keys to set their captives free because if we could just get their captives to listen to us, uh, they, they will discover a freedom that I discovered. When I, when I found myself listening, I found a freedom that I discovered. And I'm just simply saying to everybody else, uh, like I used to say when I was, uh, we used to do street ministry in MacArthur Park out in Los Angeles years and years and years ago. I'm I'm just a beggar uh, trying to tell another beggar where to get a loaf of bread. And I'm telling you that that bread of life was Jesus Christ for me. And I, 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 I I was hungry, man. I was starving. And and I, and all I, and I, he called me to tell others who are hungry and starving where to get a loaf of bread, and that has been a part of my life for all these years now. And in whatever I do, I'm just trying to tell you where to get a loaf of bread, where to eat, okay? And this is the saddest thing about it: when I'm telling you that you can have your own food. That you can cook your own food and have whatever you want any night of the week that you want it. Or you can go and eat with other people if you want. You can do whatever you want. If you want to eat that garbage, eat the garbage for a while. But hey, believe me, it'll kill you. And that's all we're trying to do is tell you that. Give you options. They give you no options. Don't you know that what I had to do in order to be as free as I can, I had to let go of a church. We were at that business meeting that they called for me. And, uh, okay, I, told, I had told Jane before, I said, then listen, if so-and-so gets up and starts saying such-and-such, such, uh, then I'm going to fold my Bible. I want you to get your purse, and we're going to walk out of here. We're leaving. And sure enough, just like the Holy Spirit told me he would, he did that, and we did what we did. Got into our... Chevy Silverado and drove off (laughs) shook the dust off my feet that's what scripture told me to do because they weren't hearing me shook the dust off my feet because I refused to be an Uncle Tom I shook the dust off my feet with the NAACP I was two term president why? Because I refuse to be Uncle Tom. Yeah. Shook my, the dust off my feet with the Democrat Party. Why? Because I refuse to be Uncle Tom. 
at least the ones that the Democrats want to paint me as they're that Uncle Tom. That's them. But the one that uh, is written about, he actually took the beating for not giving the beating to another slave. And friends, that's how, that brings me full circle with how he got off all to, 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 to what happened when you have to sacrifice to be a man, to be a woman. And that's all there is. <laughs> you, know, you, can, you, can, uh, you can be mad at me if you want to, but that's all there is. There's sacrifices that's being made to be a, a, a real man, a real woman. And, and, and that's a constant desire to be independent in every way, not dependent upon somebody, uh, you know, to pat you on your head and make you feel good about you. Of course, you always got to have that person, you know. But I'm not talking about that's not predicated upon some society uh, moray. That, that it comes from either within or uh, it better come from within first. And then you better find someone who can support that for you. Keep you strong. But they want to make you codependent. And that's something I, I think is unhealthy. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care. Whatever relationships I have de- dealt with in pastoral counseling that were codependent relationships, they were unhealthy. They were unhealthy. The, the, if you're helping someone, the thing is to get them to a place of, depe- of independence. That's, that's not to keep them dependent upon you. You want to get them to a point where they're independent. Doing their thing because that's what they want to do. How many people have we have, have uh, you know, over the years help them get to where they need to be, you know, slowly but surely again. And kids, you try to do those with your kids, don't you? Yeah, we do. They seem to be the hardest case sometimes. But they eventually come around. Mine are uh, coming around. I mean, big time. My son, he's he's definitely on his way. My, my oldest daughter, Miranda's on her way. Ever, she's doing her thing. Carissa, she's on her way. She's on her way. Bless her heart. <laughs> but anyway, as she listens to the show a lot, I love you, baby. Daddy loves you. But this is the thing. I'm independent to raise and teach and feed, provide for my family the way I want to. And, and, uh, You're free to do that too, but you're not free to tell me what to do. You see, that, that's, that's, that's my individual preference and choice as to how I raise my family. What goes on in my house. What that, that guy used to say, uh, I love, used to love that film. He, oh man, that film where uh, the guy stands out on the porch uh, in his underwear saying, this is my, my porch. This is my house. I do... Well, it's funny, but it was funny, which meant he could stand out in public in his underwear on his porch because it's in my house, you know, and, and so forth. But really, that's the way that goes, folks. 
In America, that's your, that's your property. You, you can fly whatever flag you want to fly on your property. Yeah, you can. I don't care as long as I can fly what I want to fly on mine. That's the essence. So when Tim Scott says, and he gets called Uncle Tom for this, when Tim Scott says that America is not a racist country, uh, he is uh, telling the, the absolute truth about it. The country itself is not racist. There were racist practices, yeah, that, that went on in this country uh, for ages. Uh, well, well, in the country, actually, for about 83 years. On the continent, it went on for about 400 years. On the continent, but America wasn't uh, a nation until 1776, and only 83, what, 83 years after that, slavery was abolished. So slavery didn't exist in America for more than, you know, not, not even 100 years, not in America. Fl- slavery did not exist in America for not even 100 years. Once we became a nation, slavery was abolished in less than 85 years. It was gone. But we're trying to relive some things now. Um, this is something that Tim Scott says. I want you, I want you to, to hear this. Um, but I absolutely uh, agree with. Hear this. He says, 100 years ago, kids in the classrooms were taught the color of their skin were their most important characteristics. That was, that was 100 years ago. Uh, today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. is still their uh, most important characteristics. And if you look a certain way, then you are an oppressor. I have told you on this show before, I'm talking about talking to you Caucasians, because you're being made out to be uh, folks who fit that Uncle Tom class, too. You see, that's a class that they want to put you in. It's not. It's not that. It's easy to. Call, it's easy for to use. Have the Don Lemons and and the you know the the uh, people like that say that again about Tim Scott and throw throw kind of shade on him like that because they because they think it's cool because he's black and Lemons black or or, or the CNN uh, commentator who, who might say something or the MSNBC black commentator that might say something. If, as long as they're black, they can say what they want about another black conservative. They can call him coon. They can call him anything they want to call him because they're saying it for their uh, Democrat handlers. The very people that they call Uncle Tom, it's them. It's Don Lemon. It's, it's those people who are being used like they think uh, Tim Scott and myself and Alan West and uh, people like that, even Sean Hannity, they like the, yeah, yeah, see, he, he, he doesn't fit the narrative either for them. I mean, anybody who is, who is free thinking, doesn't matter what your color is. Uncle Tom is a class now. And, and you, you, since, since you're not going to beat, beat, help us beat them and be, keep them in submission, we're going to beat you. Are you, hear, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the discipline. If you don't help us beat them into submission, we're going to beat you. And that's why they jumped on 
Tim the way they did last evening. Michelle, got to have Tim on the show. Got to, got to, got to. I uh, got some traveling to do next week. But Sean and Tim, Sean Hanny, Tim Scott, C.L. Bryan show coming up, coming at you real soon. We're going to do this. And uh, Tim Scott, Sean Hannity. And that's going to be a really good conversation. We've uh, had those. We've had, well, I haven't had Tim on, but Sean's been on several times. Got to get in touch with Glenn, too. I want to see what Glenn's doing. Glenn Beck, see what Glenn's doing. I'm going to have to make that connection again since we're going to go YouTube and all of that. Might as well make the connections again because all of them are Uncle Tom's, too. Oh, white, though, they may. Oh, yeah. Yeah. White though they may be, they're Toms too. They don't go along with the agenda, so they must be beaten. They're not helping to keep uh, uh, keep you guys beaten down. They're refusing to beat you down. They're telling you to take the mask off. Breathe the fresh air. We're refusing to beat you down like that. So, like the real Uncle Tom, then we you have to be beaten. That, that real Uncle Tom, he, 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 he was beaten to death because he refused to beat down another slave. Oh, that's the real story. Read the book. It's an incredible read. It's a fantastic read. In fact, that read is so good. You know what? The strangest thing is they probably want to ban Uncle Tom's Cabin. Or have they already banned it? I don't know. That's something to look into. Can you get Uncle Tom's Cabin online? Somebody check that out for me. Can you get Uncle Tom's Cabin online? Because if you read the the story, if you read the real story, you see that there's something much deeper much deeper happening. There's politics, all kind of stuff going on there. Yeah, check it out. Uncle Tom's Cabin, Harriet Beecher Stowe. Hey, friends, I'm CL. I'm going to be back with um, more of the CL Bryant show in just a minute. How is it possible that we're still fighting the ghost of Mississippi here in 2021? How is it possible? That uh, the very idea that Dr. King was talking about not being judged by color of skin, but by content of character has actually been flipped totally around. How is that possible? That we fought a war, a great civil war over states' rights and slavery. And here in 2021, we're still fighting the same war. A hundred and over 150 years later. Huh? How is that possible? What's old is new. And the truth is, there's really nothing new under the sun, is there? Because we can't escape. We seem not to want to leave the past in the past. So that's why (laughs) there's nothing new. I'm CL. Don't you go anywhere. Be right back. Worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL home stretch of today's show. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we have built a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation and around uh, the globe. Yeah, yeah, around the globe. I um, listen, folks. Um, it seems like Vladimir Putin is going to be stepping down this year. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It seems Vladimir is going to be stepping down this year. And um, I guess he's had enough. Or somebody has told him he's had enough. Maybe he's made enough money to come here. Who knows? Putin may show up here in America and live here, live the rest of his days out here in America. Expatriate. Biden may actually give him a place to, to buy. You see, it's them. It's not, it wasn't Trump. Trump had Putin in check. Putin <laughs> cares nothing about Biden, but I tell you what, Biden will take credit for uh, sending Putin to the sidelines. Putin's scared of him. That's what Biden's going to say. Who's corn pop anyway? I want to know who that is. <laughs> I don't believe there was any corn. Joe came out with this chain looking for corn pop or whatever it was. Go fall up some stairs, Joe. <laughs> All right. Now, Trump is coming back. I, uh, I've been on some of a, some, you know, conference uh, conversations that um, for a while now uh, that it, it was inevitable that um, eventually the rumor mill would start putting out what most likely is going to be true. And let me tell you why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to leave um, the show with this because someone who set the captives free, set the Uncle Toms free. <laughs> All of us, red, yellow, black, and white. Anyone who bucks that system. You see, liberals are easily led. You, you can tell them anything, they will believe it because, uh, you know, you know, they're afraid that you may not like them and you may not give them something if they don't believe you. But those of us who have have that real American streak in it in in us in us we don't care whether or not you're satisfied with the response because the response is ours are you hearing me it's legitimately ours 
it, it doesn't, it's, I don't care what Mitch McConnell has to say. Doesn't matter to me even uh, what, what President Donald, even though I, I really, you know, you know, I'm crazy about Trump, but it doesn't matter what Trump says if I think differently. But that's the difference in not being an Uncle Tom, but being labeled one because you associate with the people they don't like. Al Sharpton would never disagree with Nancy Pelosi. Why? Because she butters his bread. I butter my own bread by the grace of God. I use, I, 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 don't, I don't worry about, you see, you present your gift, your gift before great people anyway. And your, it's your gift that makes room for you. That's, that's the word of God. It's whatever gift he's giving. That's what Dr. King was trying to uh, promote and push across to, to us. What your, your character is the gift that God gives you. Yeah. And, and you, can, you can strengthen that character and you bring it to the American table. And, and the content of your character, the gift that you have, you bring that to the table. You present that before. Uh, the scripture says great men. The Bible knows that there are great men on this earth. God made them. God made them who they are. There is no power. There is no authority that he doesn't allow to happen. Are you hearing me? So you present your gift before great men, great people who uh, may very well have the same uh, kind of thinking that you have. You present whatever character, whatever gift you have before them. You don't care what somebody else is saying because it's your gift, right? Am I? Oh, I'm preaching a whole lot better than y'all saying amen. <laughs> I, it's your gift. So why should Nancy Pelosi, why should Joe Biden tell me that if I don't vote for him, I ain't black? How come, how come if you vote for Donald Trump or wear a MAGA hat, you're some kind of racist, some kind of bigot, some kind of a Neanderthal? How come they get to, to set that narrative? How come we allow them to do that? That's what I'm talking about. Whenever you hear me saying, push back, stand up. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And hey, I can't wait till we kick off and launch the YouTube channel. Because we're going to rock and roll with this thing. We want to present some ideas that, yeah, we can send home with you in your little uh, tote bag there or whatever, you know, your, your carry out, your doggy bag. And, but no, you don't give this to the dog. You take this home and you chew on it yourself. Oh, yeah, we got all kinds of things that we've got in mind here, how you can participate. And me and my team here in Florida, we're going to be doing some formulating ourselves. Yeah. So, friends, neighbors, get ready. Because in order to take this back, you better believe that they're going to be a struggle. Power is never given back. It has to be taken. America. We've earned the title land of the free. Home of the brave. But in 
that earning came a lot of subtitles for people who are bold enough to be free and brave. Oh, yeah, you got to be strong. Whether it's facing a personal problem, a weakness, a sickness, or what have you, you got to be strong, and you'll you go through it. Uh, that's, what, that's what God told Joshua, Caleb, when they were going out to check out the promised land. He said, now, only be strong and very courageous. You got to be brave in order to gain the independence that this land offers. You got to be courageous enough to speak your mind and then act upon what you're speaking. Why, why, why say things and not want to carry them out? Why even talk about it? Oh, they might take some time for some things to materialize, but I saw this years ago. I didn't know exactly how it would happen, but I saw this years ago. Of course, I've been on radio many years. Bread of Life Ministries, Danny, uh, Danny Mitchell and Fred Caldwell. That me and a young preacher by the name of Melvin Tyner come on their show and sometimes sit in for them when they weren't there, when they were out of town. Bread of Life Ministries, now KCIJ, well, KCIJ Radio, uh, and we used to do it. We we um, taped it down at Keel. Lord, that was back in the late seventies, early yeah, no, it was the early eighties, early eighties when I first went on radio, early eighties. But you have to be bold enough to pursue that and follow that, follow that takes time sometimes. That's why I need another 60 years. I got to have another 60 years, and I thank God he's going to keep me around that long. I'm, I'm already thanking him for it, already thanking him for it. I'm keeping myself tuned up in shape and so forth. Got to go to the gym. Uh, got to find a good gym and so forth uh, where I can punch around on the heavy. Oh, yeah, stay in shape. There's nothing that'll keep you in shape better than punch around on the heavy. Yeah, keep you in shape, keep you tuned up. And... Uh, I encourage all you men, all you over 40s, you better get yourself in shape. Better stay in shape. Get in shape. Take time to get yourself uh, in shape. Um, put on a, put on some muscle. Hmm? Do it. Because we have to live long enough in order to restore this thing to where it needs to be. You got to hang around. You can't go anywhere because the, the, I'm talking about in that age, uh, in that uh, 25 year, 30 year, during that 25 year age bracket, um, maybe 40, because I think you can always take that all the way up to, to 80 in that 40 year age bracket. Because I know a lot of people who are over 75 who are going to still, uh, if they just keep their health going and keep themselves, you know, relatively in good shape. They're 80s, no problem. Hitting 80s, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, and and beyond. And really from there down to 40, the last generation that understands what this nation was about, the last generation, because the stuff that they've been feeding our children in school, behind our backs, yeah, while we pay for it, they've been teaching them that somehow I'm an Uncle Tom and you are one too. 
regardless of what color your skin are, because we're not going along to get along. They're not teaching them that the real strength of this nation and the thing that we want to pass on to them is contained in the fact that you know how to govern yourself. Nigel Farage and I will be out on tour uh, starting next week. I'll be joining him on a tour. We'll be coming to a city near you. And uh, we certainly would love it if you came on out and become a part of it yourself. And uh, we're going to take back America. Yeah, restore this country is what we need to do. And that's what we're going to do in this nation. We cannot let this republic fall. We can't do it. So America has a comeback tour that they're going that we're going to be on. Nigel Farage is going to be in several uh, states and cities, and I'm going to be in uh, a few with him, about three of them with him. We're going to produce this one-two punch, and we're going to, yeah, come back. Uh, we're going to cause America. We're going to, in, in fact, when you're tweeting out, tweet out hashtag America's Comeback Tour. Hashtag America, com- America's Comeback Tour. That's the one he and I are going to be out on. We'll be in Ohio, uh, Toledo next week. Yeah, next week in Toledo. And our TBA to be announced uh, where we're going to be in Florida. Yeah. So I will also be going out to be announced where we'll be in Flagstaff, in Arizona, rather. Yeah. I think we're going to be in Flagstaff. Well, I'm really glad that we got a chance to spend this time together. I'm C.L. and this is the C.L. Bryant Show and I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day and I want to thank him for men and women in uniform who defend our right to speak our minds and until I'm able to talk to you again yeah, yeah I am C.L. and may God bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.